As the month, the year, and the decade come to a close, many have voiced predictions about the year to come. The staff at eLearning Inside don't pretend to own a crystal ball, let alone confidently make any predictions about the future. But over the course of our reporting, we have certainly encountered various technologies and their innovative uses that have yet to be used at large scales, but appear to demonstrate huge potential. We've described a few of those that show the most promise in this episode. Hi, my name is Henry Kronk for eLearning Inside. This is Ed Technically. This week we're going to discuss some nascent technologies that show huge promise in education for the decade to come. The first is internet delivered via TV white space, or ultra high frequency and very high frequencies. This year, the nonprofit Education Superhighway announced they had all but 100% bridged the digital divide in education. They had worked with schools, districts, states, internet service providers, and the federal government to ensure that just about every K-12 public school in the U.S. had high-speed internet delivered at a minimum of 100 kilobytes per second. While more work will always remain to increase capacity and repair and upgrade technology, it marks a major milestone in connecting everyone who wishes to be connected to the internet. Doing so provides increased access to opportunities relating to work, education, social life, you name it. An increasing number of leaders are beginning to view internet connection as a social justice issue and even a human right. It took massive coordinated efforts to bridge the digital divide in the U.S. But in other countries and rural regions around the world, that possibility is still a long ways off. Dr. Ruzba Yassini, the executive director of the Broadband Center for Excellence at the University of New Hampshire, believes that there is a way to connect the rest of the world to high-speed internet without laying any more cable. His answer is internet delivered via television white space frequency. Now, in our article, which we've linked, we provide links to the full interview of this, and we explain the technology at greater length, but pretty much instead of delivering a signal via a cable laid underground, Yassini wants to deliver internet via frequency. As Yassini told me in an interview, quote, we got the first 4 billion people connected in the world using dock system cable modems and what we call broadband. The other 4 billion, at much lower cost, will be connected by TV white space. My goal before I die is to see the entire population of the Earth, the entire 8 billion, connected, on the grid, and able to do internet activity safe and securely, and so on. TV white space is the lowest possible cost denominator and the fastest way we can get the global community connected, end quote. And again, we've provided links in the story. Check, please check out the rest of that interview through those. 
The second technology we've identified is smart voice activated slash voice assistant devices. Many education stakeholders have begun to raise alarms about the effect that screens have on learners. Others simply want a more natural or alternative device that doesn't require visual focus or repetitive hand movements. Some have seen smart voice assistants. You know these as uh, Apple's Siri, Amazon's Alexa, Microsoft's Cortana, and Google Home. Some people have seen these as the answer. One in particular, Amazon's Alexa, deployed via their EcoDots, have, employed, have been employed widely for education initiatives. The company has partnered with Arizona State University to test their uses out in dorms and to organize hackathons for a student themselves to explore their uses. Bamboo Learning, a Seattle startup that developed Alexa skills for educational uses, recently accepted $1.4 million in seed funding. Smart voice technology, however, does not come without its issues, especially for underage learners. Two federal lawsuits were filed against Amazon this summer, alleging the company illegally recorded the voice data of minors without obtaining any parental consent. If used in primary or secondary schools, the devices would be subject to further regulation. These lawsuits remain pending. The third technology we've identified is blockchain applications. Now, blockchain has certainly found its way into prediction pieces across industries for years. We're including it here and now for two reasons. First, development companies are beginning to build more diverse edtech applications using the technology with a value proposition towards securing data. Second, the technology is gaining more and more coordination and support from state and federal governments and bigger names in the private sector. This latter point is especially important. The Bipartisan Congressional Blockchain Caucus launched in September of 2016 with an initial membership of two. These were then Representative Jared Polis, a Democrat of Colorado, and then Representative Mick Mulvaney, Republican of South Carolina. In the current Congress, membership has swelled to 17 with just about equal representation again from both parties. On January 31st of the new year, the caucus, along with the Government Blockchain Association, will bring together 450 stakeholders representing the government, private sector, and academia. Many have pushed for companies developing blockchain lessened regulation, and as more support snowballs, there will likely be increased benefits for edtech downstream. So these are not our predictions for the future, but we do see these as having huge potential in the decade to come. This has been Ed Technically. My name is Henry Kronk. I work as the editor of eLearning Inside. If you like this episode, please rate and review. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe. Also, please keep in mind that this show is available as a video on our YouTube channel and also as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. The basic content for this video first appeared as an article on eLearning Inside. If you'd like to hear more about online courses, technology in the classroom, and edtech in general, please check out our site. 
If you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to send an email to henry at elearninginside.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at elearninginside. Thanks for listening.